Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Refocus Nutrition Podcast. I am Eric Elliott. As always, I am the founder and, I guess, owner of Refocus Nutrition. Um, just starting out again on another nice Monday morning recording this podcast after a long weekend of activities and, and things like that. Just very busy. Um, and getting back to the podcast is always a nice way to kind of restart my week and kind of recharge myself mentally um, to talk into a screen and and uh, I guess talk a little bit about what has been going on over the last week and what we're trying to, I guess, keep pushing towards um, as we're working on our nutrition goals for 2019. So this one um, is going to be spent a lot of time just talking about tracking, uh, the mentality around tracking, why we track, um, but also kind of breaking down the hierarchy of tracking, if you will, um, in terms of uh, who is ready to track at what stage um, and kind of going from there. Um, because I know everyone's not ready for that. Like everyone's not ready for the point where they need to count calories right off the bat or even count down to the exact macro. And some people probably never need to get to that point. Um, and that's okay. But I'll talk a little bit about my methodology, why we started uh, with macros and why we didn't go to some other diet plan um, and go from there. For now, guys, again, I'd like to uh, ask you guys to, you know, review leave me a rating um, on iTunes or wherever you happen to listen to your podcast just so that we can get this podcast growing and getting more more and more listeners all the time. Um, It's important, guys, because I know that we're going to be able to try to get some good guests on in the future. So um, that's something I've got in the woodworks and we're we're kicking the tires on right now. Um, So before we get going on today's podcast, I kind of just want to talk a little bit about last week. Um, Friday for myself, we... uh, we went into a competition. Um, it it was the Calgary Affiliate Cups. It was the second leg of that um, championship. Um, if you're not in the Calgary area, what it basically is is everyone, every CrossFit gym in Calgary and the Calgary area is invited to this. Uh, you can enter an elite, scaled, or um, RX team um, and basically just try to represent your gym as best as you possibly can. Um, so our gym had some great representation with two podium finishes in the initial one. And then on Friday, we had uh, three teams there. And we, although we didn't podium, I think everyone um, came away with a lot of smiles, some lessons learned and things like that. I know for myself, um, I definitely learned some things about the comp- competition level in Calgary itself. Um, in the first one, while... I certainly wasn't the top person there. Um, You could tell that we were very, very close to the upper echelon of people there. But uh, the second one, there were some of the big players there for sure. Um, So we finished eighth of nine team with our initial initial pilot episode, if you will, of the Cubs and Cougars team. Um, And we had a lot of fun. But at the same time, there was a lot of like learning experiences in terms of the weights of things, um, how to, I guess, get through competition when things aren't going your way. Um, I know for me, that's something I've learned very quickly through other sports. Um, but there's a lot of people who, in, who are in CrossFit or who are in the functional fitness space and don't have a, uh, an athletic background. Um, so they don't have a mindset of how to deal with adversity through competition. Um, and that's a really really important skill set to have because 
I can even look at myself um, in the middle of that competition as a, as a good example because I split my thumb wide open on pulling off of weights off a barbell, and at that point, like I could have, I could have gone one of a hundred different directions. I could have just you know folded in the towel and and made sure I got myself cleaned up and my thumb and everything like that. But um, I could have like stopped the workout and let it bother me. But or I could have you know done the best I possibly could with what I had, which is what I think I tried to do. Um, but even at the same time, like I was also someone that I didn't snap at my judge, but I definitely gave him a little bit of grief on what I thought were a couple of no reps, um, which is wasted energy as we've talked about before. It's nothing I can control. Um, I'm just, I'm basically getting mad at a guy over a, a judgment call on his behalf and me arguing with him isn't going to get me more reps. It's just going to waste time and my energy during a workout, right? So that's something that I know I have to learn better on in the future. Um, But I think it's something that based on my years in baseball and hockey and things like that, that I definitely do have some experience on that other other people probably don't get that experience. So that's really good. All in all, though, goes at that competition, I was very happy to see um, a really good turnout from everyone in terms of the area, but also like the scaled and everything that way. Um, people were just having a lot of a lot of fun with the actual competition, which is perfect. That's what you want to see with those things. It's not the CrossFit Games. So, guys, without further ado, let's get into um, talking about our tracking um, and why we track and, I guess, the importance of tracking. So... Before we get into that, guys, I want to kind of talk a little bit about why I chose macros as my diet approach. So back up a little bit um, a couple years ago of when I started to track my food and started to get into the nutrition industry, um, I kind of struggled with a lot of diets. So um, if you've ever been one to try out X diet, Y diet, you know, keto, whatever it is, I've pretty much tried them all. Um, so I've tried vertical, I've tried, um, paleo, I've tried paleo AIP, I've tried keto, multiple times tried keto. Um, and what I found was there was always some sort of a sticking point, um, in terms of telling you that something would work based on just a certain type of food that you'd be eating. So keto, for example, you're going to burn fat just by eating fat. Like that's pretty much their slogan. Um, but when you kind of get into the research of it, because that's kind of who I am as a person, I just really like to dive in into to scientific literature and see that things are actually being supported. Um, I go into it and I look at a lot of the people in the industry like Lane Norton, who made a, a living and has made a living on bodybuilding and powerlifting, but he pretty much eats whatever he wants. Like he'll eat donuts, he'll eat things that like, quote unquote, aren't good for you. Um, and then he still will look insanely ripped and performs pretty awesome. He's a world record holder in, in multiple different lifts um, in powerlifting. So that's kind of cool. Um, I kind of wanted to be like that. I didn't want to exclude foods. And I grew up in a background where I always did exclude foods. So I kind of came at it with the approach that I want to find a methodology and a, a plan for me that I can eat whatever I want as long as I can fit it into a different plan and that's something that I struggle with um, I struggle helping clients with on a lar- large basis or on a large scale 
Um, clients often come to me right off the bat with, you know, a, an idea of what is and what isn't a good food. Um, and they tell me that certain foods will make me fat. This food will make me fat. This food is good. This food is bad. And that's something that I, I really, really hate about the industry. Um, a colleague of mine actually asked me at dinner over on Saturday. Um, he asked, like, you know, what is what is the worst thing you think in the industry? And I think it honestly to God is, is when people tell me something is a good food or a bad food. Foods don't have morals. They're not good or bad. Um, they might be more or less nutritious. And I stress might. Um, but they all have different abilities to help you at different points of your life so is an oreo cookie as nutrient dense as a stick of broccoli or a steak probably not is it going to make you feel better when you're enjoying i don't know company with friends or around christmas time than eating steak and broccoli Uh, i think we probably can say that it would um so if that's able if that's able to make you more happy without changing you know your health complexion dramatically which it will not as long as you're keeping oreos in moderation um then that's something that we need to keep into our lives because the point of nutrition is not so that we're supposed to eat like eat things that we don't even enjoy just so that we can look or you know fight for some chase some sort of perfection that we might never get it's so that we can find a way to eat for our bodies that's sustainable uh in moderation so that we can do it on a long-term basis without even bothering having to stress about it so that's kind of why i went with the macros approach because at the end of the day guys like scientifically a calorie is a calorie like i know that we're going to go into you know there's a lot of different things with with a calorie not being a calorie you know like some calories have more fiber or whatever it happens to be but energy balance is energy balance right so if you're if you're someone who's eating um 2200 calories and that's something that's keeping your body you can eat 2200 calories in a lot of different ways like you could eat them completely paleo style and have like 50 grams of fiber you could have it like on the other end of the spectrum fill it with pop tarts and um what have you and you'll still get kind of close to your macros and that's going to be a needle mover for you right so the idea that that you're some sort of superior human being because you're eating lettuce and whatever else paleo and everything's from the earth um and the other person who's meeting their exact same macronutrient profile so the still same amount of protein still the same amount of carbs still same amount of fat um but is doing it in a quote-unquote less clean way is morally deficient is fucked up right so like when if we're looking at someone who's eating i don't know mcdonald's and it fits into their macros and it doesn't affect them in any way shape or form and we're looking at them as a, as they're a, a different person that shouldn't be part of like the nutrition space it's not really what we're going after guys like don't exclude people who are keep are able to keep things in moderation and that's not to say that we should always be going to that end of the spectrum and just fit pop tarts and coca-cola in our macros but it's an idea that we can fit things in that we didn't normally think that we could like life is too short to be just eating kale and and kale chips and broccoli and steak every day like there's other things you enjoy trust me um so when it comes to that guys that's kind of why i go into this flexible approach um i wanted to be able to eat things like ice cream occasionally if it didn't have any 
something wrong with my gut and kind of move on from there. So guys, let's bring let's talk a little bit about the tracking uh, hierarchy because usually when a client comes to me, uh, the first thing we want to know is how much food are they eating, what are they eating, um, and tracking their food because one of the most easiest ways for actually accounting for and creating weight loss or following your plan is like let's see where you're at. It's like if if we if we went to a financial advisor and you didn't have any bank statements and just said, "Can you please help me?" They're going to be pretty clueless on how to help you, right? I'm in the same position, guys. If you don't tell me what you're eating, how much you're eating, it really does not matter. I can't help you if you can't tell me where you're at. So for some people, guys, that means you know writing uh, and tracking very consistently over uh, about a week or so and telling me down to the calorie how much you had. And that's if that's you right away, the more information we have to start with when we start working together, the better. But... Um, some people aren't there yet. Some people don't know how to track and that's okay too. So usually I'll get a different spectrum of when people are filling out their spreadsheets for me um, or their forms for me to start working together. Um, some people are very detailed. Some people are just like, I had three meals and they might have been around this amount. Um, and that's okay. Um, but usually we have to spend the first two weeks or so figuring out kind of where your metabolism is at anyways. The reason for that being is that if I told you to jump on 1,800 calories for the first like two weeks um, of working together, and I and you you didn't even tell me where you were at, that you could be at 1,100 calories for a maintenance calorie. So that what that means is you're you're maintaining your weight at 1,100 calories. You could put on a, a, a dramatic amount of weight in two weeks from eating a 700 calorie surplus every single day. So that stuff adds up really really quickly. So from there, guys, what what we initially start working with, like some people, um, some clients are really, really able to start tracking right away. Um, so they'll get in my fitness pal and they can use the system perfectly. And then a couple of days I'll have a pretty good general understanding of what their macros are, um, and where we can adjust things to kind of meet their goals in the future. Others are really scared of tracking. They hate it. It's a stressor for them. So we don't geek out on it right away. We warm up to it, but we don't go too crazy on it right away. So what instead we could do is more of a precision nutrition style approach where we just focus on using our hands um, as objects to measure for us for their portions. So we'll use, you know, one close fist as our protein or one cupped hand um, as our veggies or one just inside of our palm as our starch and then a thumb for fat. Things like that are going to help track our food but are not going to be something that you know they have to get the scale out and things like that that stresses them out because at the end of the day guys tracking is different for different people i can track every single day it takes me maybe two minutes of the entire day and it does not bother me but i know there are people out there that you know as soon as they open their my fitness pal app they're like they're sitting there paralyzed with fear knowing what they should eat and how much they should eat blah blah blah, blah. so we need to work towards more of a tracking measure, but I don't believe that people should be tracking the rest of their lives. I do believe that um, as a f as a founding nutrition principle, I think that every single person at some point in their lives should be tracking. Okay, so I'll say that again: every single person in their lives at some point should be tracking their nutrition in macros. 
um, to figure out how much proteins, fats, and carbs they're eating for the sole purpose of figuring out what each food is, okay? Because they, I can't tell you how many times a client has come to me, they've tracked their food, and they're like, holy shit, I did not know that there was this much sugar, there was this much carbs, there was this much protein or whatever it happens to be in a certain food. That information is invaluable, okay? As you get to that point, guys, and you learn um, more about what's in food, you're going to learn very quickly on how much of certain foods to have to get to your your goals and meet your goals. Um, because like I said, in the first couple of weeks, you're going to learn a lot about m- macros and what's in certain foods so that you can start building, you know, having more fat or having more carbs or whatever it happens to be. So guys, that's super important. Um, as you get into tracking your macros, it's going to be important to continue to work towards that other approach where we're getting a little bit more detailed. Now let's talk a little bit about how detailed we want to get with our tracking because that's also important. Now again, I always like to think of things on on a spectrum. So on one end of the spectrum, you might have um, a 50-year-old woman um, who kind of just wants to feel feel better. Uh, she might want to lose a little pound, a, a few pounds around her midsection, but doesn't really have any crazy, crazy goals. And then on the other side of the spectrum, we have you know, I'll actually put like put myself. I have very strict goals. I want to be a certain body weight, a certain body type, with a certain look to perform a certain way. The fifty-year-old woman that we just talked about, she doesn't need to track that diligently. Yes, we you know we would like to have a general measure um, for how she's doing and how she's tracking her foods, because you know at that point, then I have something to work with her with her on like the financial advisor um if you don't track anything i really can't tell you what to eat because i didn't know what you did you did eat last week but on the other end of the spectrum we have me who has very specific goals um i am leveraging those goals or those goals come at the expense of my ability to track and track diligently plain and simple if i'm not tracking close it's it's going to be relatively hard to find and get the results I want. So yes, I could get uh, the weight loss and the body type and the performance all that I'm after, but I would be much better suited to track so that those goals could come faster and my performance would probably be a little bit better because I'm just a little bit more dialed in with my approach to nutrition, right? So like the needs the needs of... Um, an Olympic athlete and your, you know, your grandmother are really not that different. Tracking in, in the similar way as CrossFit, it's it's actually really fundamental to what we do with nutrition. However, the volume is much different, right? So the Olympic athlete has to track everything. Grandma, if she has an extra Oreo here and there once in a while, it's not going to make a big difference. So. Figure out where you fit on that spectrum, guys, because that's a super important um, thing to keep in mind. Um, And line that up with your goals. If you're someone that has some serious, serious goals in 2019 or beyond, get real with yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you need to be a little bit more dialed in. Don't say that, you know, this plan isn't working if 
there are a sleeve of cookies that you're eating every night that aren't going into your macros um, because you're kind of ashamed of what they might come out as. You're lying to yourself. Those macros, those calories that are going in are changing and impacting what you're doing. Same thing with things like alcohol. That one's like one that I can see far too often is people thinking, well, there's only like four carbs in this drink and so then I'm not going to track that. It's really not that big of a difference. It's a huge difference. If you're drinking alcohol and you're trying to lose weight and you're making weight loss is a big goal for you, it's a big deal. Because it's stopping your weight loss every time. I'm not saying that you can't lose weight when you're drinking alcohol. But it needs to be done diligently and tracked effectively. Because that is going to impact your your liver toxicity. So your ability to actually process alcohol through your body. And if you can't do that, you can't lose weight. I'm sorry. So before we kind of wrap up here, guys. I'll just kind of go over the last little section that I was talking about. Um, actually with a client earlier is the importance of tracking and tracking everything as a client so we kind of just alluded to that as well but I want you to be honest if you're working with me or if you're working with someone else and you're tracking your food be honest you're only lying to yourself if you're not tracking that sleeve of cookies it's as it didn't make you just because you didn't track them doesn't mean it didn't happen If you if you ate them you ate them be honest, move on. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing that you're not a morally bankrupt person because you decided to eat something that you, you know, you quote unquote said you wouldn't do. Everyone does it. Everyone will do it at time to time. Treat it as a read feed, move on. But guys, it really doesn't make sense if you're working with someone like myself or another nutrition coach and you decide to um, basically you know, track your macros or whatever it happens to be and you don't put in things because you don't want your coach to see them. You're not you're not cheating me. I can't help you if you don't help yourself. Helping yourself is tracking your food. It's tracking how much is going in. It's again, I'll use back this financial advisor. If you're going to get financial help and He's asking about all the money or she's asking about all the money that's coming out of your account every month and there's a $500, I don't know, debt payment that, you, that you're making every month and you just kind of hide because it's not a good debt, like it's something that you shouldn't have ever bought but it is what it is and you're hiding that and you don't tell them, how are they supposed to help you? You're hamstringing them every time they're trying to help you. So it's important to get this stuff out of the open. Same thing, guys. If you're, if you're under eating and your coach is giving you a macros prescription and you're just constantly under it, ask them how to get up. Ask them how to get closer. Ask them if they can adjust things. Because if you if you don't, all you're doing is you're just getting further and further away from your goal from not getting closer. Under eating is something that I see almost always in the space and it's something that we need to work on improving so that we can get our metabolisms functioning so that we can enjoy the foods we want to eat while also looking and feeling the way we want to feel all the time. Same thing with like with stress and undersleeping, guys. This stuff makes a huge impact on how we perform, but not only that, how we get towards our goals. So, if you're someone that has a lot of life stress, life life stress, life stress, um, you know, you have a really stressful job, 
the commute is crazy. You're just stuck in traffic. You go from one thing to another to another and it's just chest breathing all day. That stuff matters on how you're going to get to your goals, especially if they're weight loss in a certain period of time. That really does matter. Same with undersleeping. One night of being sleep deprived has been shown to be the similar blood insulin levels as being pre-diabetic or diabetic. So your ability to handle carbohydrates and channel carbohydrates to your body as energy as quickly is leveraged because you can't go to bed or you're not just making enough time for you to go to bed. That stuff matters, guys. So, you know, you can you can try and outwork yourself and, you know, do more and more workouts just because you want to burn more calories, but you can burn as many calories as you want. If your metabolism is fucked and you're stressed out the yin yang your body is not going to create the results that you you're looking for i'm plain and simple you have to look at it as a lifestyle adjustment you have to okay so that is the mindset i I want you guys to to take around tracking especially when it comes to tracking um everything as a holistic approach because it again we talk about food as you know taking a macronutrient approach to tracking but it's so much more than that. It's tracking your sleep. It's tracking your stress. It's tracking how you felt during workouts. And that is stuff that I ask all the time with clients. I ask every single check-in, how did your how did your workouts feel? And the more you can sit there and say that to yourself and think about what that means for yourself. So thinking about, was I able to dump the tank? Did I actually get a good pump during that bodybuilding exercise? All this kind of stuff. If you can do that and you can have a really good internal dialogue with yourself, that's when you're going to get the most out of a working relationship with your coach for sure. But you're also going to get the results that you're after. That's it for me, guys. That's another episode of the Refocus Nutrition Podcast. As always, like I said, hit subscribe, um, leave me a like and review, and we'll get talking to you next week.